Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. That's the 40-year vet, Tim May. I am Spencer Holbrook. Tim, uh, we just heard from Justin Fry, the offensive line coach, Larry Johnson, the defensive line coach, Jim Knowles, defense coordinator, and head coach Ryan Day of the Ohio State Buckeyes. And we're here to break it all down on a practice report presented by Buyers Auto. Tim. Wait a minute, we don't get an off week? No, okay. actually we don't. Um, it's not It's not in our contract and it's not really in the rules of covering uh, no. college football here. There's no off weeks at lettermanrow.com. We cover no. Ohio State athletics and Ohio State football really all season long and all year long for that matter. But a lot to learn from this off week press conference with Ryan Day, our only media opportunity with these Buckeyes all week uh, before they get ready for Iowa here in a couple weeks. Rest and recover. Um, like I said, a lot to learn, Tim. Let's get started. Uh, well, the number one thing we learned is that Mike Hall has a tremendous get-off. Mike Hall played, what, seven, eight snaps the other day at Michigan State. Seven. And had two and a half sacks. Three that, and a half. Well, yeah. Three and a half if you count the, the penalty on yeah. Zach Harrison. So, yeah. I mean, half yeah. of his plays were sacks. Yes. That's tremendous. I mean, that's a tremendous outing. No matter what sport you're in, what what endeavor you're in, whether you're picking stocks or whatever, uh, that was crazy. I'm gonna write about him later in this week, just because uh, there's a guy that man, if he can just get totally healthy, and and one of the reasons he only had that those seven uh, snaps is because they wanted to be, to get some playing time, but he's been bothered by uh, a little nagging injury. Of course, they didn't get specific about that, but my goodness, going into the second half of this year, he's definitely established himself is one of the terrors uh, on, the, on, the, on the defensive front line in the Big Ten and basically the country. Uh, with that said, you know, oh, the other thing you learned that, that, that really matters is that they do expect to have Mayan Williams back next week when they host Iowa. They would like to have Jackson Smith and Jigba back if things go well. And, in, uh, and really that's the biggest news, I think, from an injury front. Yeah, Ryan Day did say that he is under the assumption, under the expectation that a lot of guys will be back for that Iowa game. Who exactly didn't get into specifics? And he's not going to get into specifics, to be honest with you. If you ask him about a guy specifically, he will start to dive in a little bit and maybe scratch a little below that surface. But you're not going to get much on the injury front from Ryan Day. Yeah, but he does uh, expect – I mean, he did yeah. be, He was pretty specific about Mayan Williams probably being available. Jack Smith and Jigba, like we keep talking about, it, you know, he's got this hamstring deal that he's been dealing with, hamstring deal. You know, but uh, it's almost up to him from the standpoint of he's the one that has to feel like it's 100%, it's ready to go. I agree. And so that that's why that that's always an open book, so to speak, because he did come back too early. Uh, well, maybe did, maybe suffer another – sort of malady to it but he did basically come back probably too early when he tried to play against Toledo and it didn't work so that's why that's up in the air and there's no reason to get too specific about it because we don't really know the specificity of it. Well and when you factor in Tim the, the off week uh, the idle week the bye week as some would say but that's wrong. Uh, yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigbo will now have been out for five weeks and the typical timetable for a hamstring injury. But all hamstring yeah. injuries are not 
are not created I, equal. I'm well aware of that. But the typical hamstring injury is a three to six, seven week deal. Yeah. If you have a middle of the road hamstring injury. Yeah, but only you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, but, the, that's the point I'm trying to make. It's not like when you open open heart surgery and you go in and you, re, you, know, you replace three arteries that are clogged well the other guy might have five you know what you know what i mean it's more like it's uh, hamstring all every injury is specific to that person and yes. can be totally can be totally different you can call it a hamstring injury but can have a so much more going on in there than a slight hamstring strain or something and uh that's what you're dealing with we don't really need to get into that i mean the bottom line is he's going to play when he feels like he's 100 percent ready to go again because he definitely uh pushed it the first time and made, you know you're not gonna say he made a mistake he felt like he was ready to go against Toledo but things didn't work out that was the medical hour presented by Letterman Monroe. now <laughs> yeah, back to the practice like report presented by Byers Auto uh, a lot of a lot of other things to learn Tim uh, a lot about Mike Hall uh, Larry Johnson even stepped up to the podium and just said out loud two words Mike Hall because he knew he was gonna get a lot of questions about him uh, so you're gonna cover that extensively at lettermanroe.com later this week but let's talk about uh, I learned a lot about this offensive line, the way Justin Fry approaches it, the way he operates. Uh, he's a really impressive guy to talk to, uh, not only with the media, but just you know around the building and, and the way he interacts with people. That's a rising star in the coaching industry. Ohio State needs to appreciate him because Tim, uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure how long he's going to be around here. Uh, well, I mean, unless he becomes a head coach, where's he, where's he going to go that's, well, in his mind even, that's better than here? Yeah, well, and that's what I'm saying. Offensive line coaches are becoming more and more head coaching candidates. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see him in that role sometime in the near future. You know, next few years, uh, we, you know, we, we all thought Jeff Halfley would be here longer than one year, too. Yeah, so, true that. You don't know. But, you know, Justin Fry, the way he's coaching these guys, the way he's instilled new mm. schemes, new dynamics, new things into this offense, incorporated them all, uh, and raised the talent level of this team. You know, Paris Johnson, has a ton of talent. I think he's even been elevated in his play by uh, the coaching job of Justin Fry. Dewan Jones, same way. You know, they've really developed him well. Donovan Jackson, a former five-star guy who's who's really progressed under Justin Fry and gotten a lot better. This unit's cooking right now, Tim, uh, as the kids say. Uh, they're helping in the run game. Paris Johnson, those guys barely give up any sacks. I think they've got they've allowed four sacks this year in six games. That's that's a really impressive statistic there. Uh, I'm just blown away by, by the progression. Everybody talks about the progression of the defense, but the progression of the offensive line has been a huge underlying story in this season so far through six games. Modern day, this, this guy's a modern day offensive line coach. That's what I like about him. He brings, how do you explain? He brings a lot of theory to bear, but he makes it simple to understand the way I, the way I understand it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you, you know, you heard me ask him about just um, it. You've got to get these guys fired up to play physical, to mm -hmm. be in a heavyweight. It's like a heavyweight boxing match. I know there's one guy that doesn't like that analogy, but offensive line play is definitely that. But it's a sweet science because just like boxing is, because as physical as you've got to be and willing to just stick your head in there and just move a guy six inches, yeah. you know, in a goal line situation, You've got to be technically sound when you do that. And then the other thing is you've got to be athletically uh, willing to get up and move and pull, chase things to the edge, run a stretch play. Uh, Donovan Jackson, the way he pulls and gets to the edge, et cetera. There are all kinds of 
things that are demanded on offensive line that really hardly any other position in any other sport you can't really compare it to yeah. because you're out there the defensive line may be running fresh guys in and out every three or four plays you're out there for the duration so you've got to be physically fit and then you've got to be uh, mentally fit because of what's going on in front of you and dealing with it and then on top of that you've got be you've got to be willing to fight and uh, that's hard to get five guys continually sharp on all three of those levels and I am I've been impressed so far by the way this not just the way this offensive line started the year but the way it's progressed I thought Saturday at Michigan State and I even said that to him was almost a clinic in the way you play both physically and in the way you adapt from one from one play to the next, the way you adapt during a play, they, they picked up so many stunts and blitzes and stuff on Saturday, it was crazy, and gave C.J. Stroud a pretty quiet pocket for the most part. And I know I, I'm going off on this, but I that is always the key to having a great offense is that launching pad. And I think Ohio State is progressively getting to right there among the, the elite in the country, if not the, the best. Just so the folks know, I checked my watch, not because Tim was talking, was long-winded, but because we are in a time crunch here. Uh, Ohio State's getting ready to take the field for practice. Uh, but you did it for both reasons, but no, go ahead. not at all. I, I never mind when you talk, Tim. I, I promise, I promise, folks. Uh, Tim, let, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, really good stuff about the offensive line from Justin Fry, and then also really good stuff from both Ryan Day and Jim Knowles, some insight into that Ohio State cornerback room. Yeah. Uh, with Jordan Hancock starting to ramp back up, maybe we'll see him against Another Iowa, hamstring deal, another hamstring deal. Yeah, the, the, but I think that one's a little more serious than the one Jackson Smith and Jigwood endured as far as longevity of, of how long he's out. Um, actually, I know that because he hasn't, he hasn't been doing anything since before the season started. But... Uh, you know, he could be potentially, in a, uh, you know, ramping back up to get back into game action. And then you talk about the two starters, Denzel Burke and Cameron Brown, who, yeah. we'll put it this way, it's been shaky the first six weeks. And they're, they're in position. <coughs> the, the problem is not that they're not in position, Tim. They've been in position on almost every play this year. The problem is finishing the play. And it's really as simple as that, finishing the play. That's not from my mouth, uh, because I know that it's very, very difficult to finish a play. That's from Ryan Day and from Jim Knowles, they both know these guys are immensely talented. But when you talk about trying to finish a play, that's been the, as you like to say, the bugaboo for Ohio State this year so far on the edges. Cameron Brown and Denzel Burke have the talent and they have the confidence uh, for sure from Ryan Day and Jim Knowles. Now they have the confidence in themselves. I think this is a really important two weeks to get their confidence level back up so they can go out and execute over the next six weeks to get Ohio State where it wants to go. Yeah, there, there are times when both of these guys you know, have gotten a little handsy for one of another term because they've you can almost see the anxiety they're playing with as opposed to the eagerness. Yeah. Sometimes when it's clear that occasionally they've been picked on, uh, it is what it is, right? You you know we all know Denzel Burke is capable of playing on a very high level. He did last year. Uh, we know Cam Brown is too, but Cam Brown was coming out of a out of a week that he missed. You know he he missed a week before because he'd been banged up. And uh, I remember he missed two weeks in a row just that week. I but think it, just one. But the bottom line is, yeah, you're out there, you know, wanting to prove yourself on every play, and sometimes things just start going bad for you, and you start chasing your tail. Now, the essence of playing the 50-50 ball, et cetera, I, I, I urge you to watch my podcast this week or listen to my podcast this week with Marlon Kerner because we get into that specifically about not just being there when, like, a 50-50 ball is thrown or a back shoulder throw is thrown. That's you know, the so much in vogue uh, 
uh, past. Now, it has been for several years now, but it's even more and more uh, because it's very difficult for, for me to cover you thinking you're going to sprint to the corner of the end zone and you stop suddenly and go back there, but the ball's already been thrown. You know, that's almost impossible. Is that a good way you're to say really, it? You're really, yes. Uh, actually, yeah, or just turn like this. Uh, but you're mainly you want to turn in the guy so maybe you can get pass interference called on you if nothing else. But but he goes through this about I mean this guy played in the NFL along with Ohio State. He goes through what he has watched from these guys. He thinks both these guys are very talented. He thinks they've played pretty well for the most part. But on those plays where they stick out, it, you know, it's they're throwing it out there for a reason because it's their guy against you. It's not their guy against five or six other Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. That's why they're that's why teams are attacking. Uh, Ohio State on the edges, and it's going to get more so because this, this defense is getting better by the moment. But he goes through the uh, the rudiments of having to just fight through those things, but of also getting yourself in proper position to make the play. And it's funny because uh, the way you staged that question a while ago or staged that uh, buildup, Gary Blackney was a defensive coordinator here back in the uh, 1980s, and it ended up, ended up going on becoming head coach at Bowling Green, et cetera. But he once made a, an interesting comment to me and a guy named Bruce Hooley who was covering the team back then. He goes, he goes, you know, our job is not to get a, is not to coach a guy into, to get into position to make a play. Our job is to coach a guy to make the play. You know, that's the way coaches take it. It's all, it's all interwoven. Like, like Jim Nose pointed out. A, an even better pass rush throws that quarterback off, and he can't throw that pass maybe. Yeah. Or he can't, he can't just stand in there and wait for his man to make his move, et cetera. So it all works like a, like a, basically like an engine. But the bottom line is once the ball is out there, your last shot is your cornerback or your safety making that play. Yes. And so that, they're definitely going to be honing on that because, like I said, more of that is coming because that's the way teams are going to have to attack this defense. I mean, this, yeah, this Ohio State defense. Ohio State has two weeks now to, to get those things corrected. I think 11 days until they take until the Buckeyes take on Iowa in the horseshoe. That's a nooner. Uh, we found that out yesterday. Yeah. Ohio State, Iowa at noon on Fox, October 22nd. We'll be there. We'll be in the horseshoe for that one. Tim May, uh, the 40-year vet. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Uh, as we wrap things up on a practice report presented by Byers Auto, uh, a lot to take away from this Ryan Day press conference, this Justin Fry, Larry Johnson, Jim Knowles press conference. We'll have full coverage of it at Letterman Row as we do with the Buckeyes football team all year long. Uh, Tim, a lot to break down. It's definitely not an off week and we're going to have no. plenty of coverage to provide. You can find it all for $1 for the entire year. That's a, a hell of a deal, Tim. I keep saying it. Also, hit the little bell below. Uh, you can get a notification every time we publish one of these fine, fine Can I make videos. one more comment for you before Absolutely. we sign up? Uh, this is your show too. I've been too. around. I'm, you know, like you said, I've been around for a long time. 40 this, years. Is, this is my 50th year covering football in some form, you know, going back to the Lufkin News uh, way back when in my 50th season. But I want to tell you, I, I, it is such a joy to talk to the, these high-end, high-level coaches, Jim Knowles, sharp as they come, Larry Johnson, sharp as they come, and also you know he's, boy, where he's been, the, the tread that's off his tire, but he's still got a lot of tread left, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, he's been there. Uh, and then Justin Fry, just a, sort of a breath of fresh air. Uh, you know, this is a modern day offensive line coach. You can tell by the way he talks about it, by the way he talks about the game. Uh, it's just, it's, you know, of course, Ryan Day, you heard me ask him as I'm writing a story about that later this week too. And we've talked about it. Yes, they do throw things into the, into the game plan, new stuff from week to week. And one of the reasons is, is to give guys they're going to be facing down the road more stuff to prepare for. Yeah. To make it, you know, make it, 
make them uh, cover the waterfront, so to speak. And if you just cover the waterfront uh, against this offense, there are going to be so many docks open. <laughs> and uh, they know that. So I was trying to think of the best analogy. I thought I came up with a pretty good one there right off the snap. Well, two weeks now, like I said, to prepare for Iowa. And then after that, you got, you got a road trip to Penn State, a big one on deck uh, after this Iowa uh, trip to Columbus. So we'll be there. We'll have full coverage of it all year, all, all season and all year at LettermanRoad.com. That's Tim May, the four-year vet. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching the latest practice report presented by Byers Auto. We will see you back on Wednesday for another breakdown of this Ohio State football team. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.